dietitian. And I'm Tara, a journalist. We're mums of little ones and we're also sisters. New Mums Nutrition is a podcast that helps you optimize your nutrition and thrive in this season of life. Well, welcome back to another episode of New Mums Nutrition. Today we are talking all things, well today we're answering the question, should you eat hot or cold foods after birth? Uh, my name is Lana Hirth, I'm a dietitian and today we've brought back our guest Catherine Chong to really delve into this question of hot or cold foods and I'm not just talking about ice cream and warm soup, we'll get into actually what that means um, but it's my absolute pleasure to have Catherine back on. If you remember her from an earlier episode, Catherine is a certified fertility dietitian who helps women and couples beat infertility and improve their nutrition to really maximize their conceiving chances. She has a private practice in Brisbane and also consults clients online. And she's a mom with her son turning three this year. So uh, Catherine, welcome back onto the podcast. Hi, Lana and everyone. Thanks for having me back again. No, um, our pleasure. And so today we really want to get straight into it. Can you tell us what are hot or cold foods and where does this idea come from? Yeah, so in the traditional Chinese medicine practice, so foods are classified as warm and cold to help to balance our energy. Um, so basically it's based on the Chinese philosophy of yin and yang, uh, where the opposing forces are interconnected and counter uh, balancing. Um, so some of the warming foods example that usually advise for women's afterbirth are include like uh, old ginger, eggs, sesame oil, Chinese rye, uh, rice wine, fish, meat and poultry with bones and organ meat. It is also very common to use herbal remedy such as uh, goji berry, red dates or dried long guns to help to warm your body. Now, some examples about cooling food uh, includes uh, water spinach, cabbage, cucumber, eggplants, certain types of fruits like pear or any raw type of vegetable. Uh, and again, the leaves cook slightly different depending on your cultural background. Um, so basically, it's really um, designed to help women to restore that balance of energy. So in Chinese medicine practice, uh, it is believed that pregnancy is a yang state. And um, during childbirth, the women loses that yang energy and become yin. So that equilibrium of energy needs to be restored. And that's why uh, often uh, it's recommended to have more warming food during that first 40 days. So it sounds like it's really down to that that ancient Chinese philosophy in, in creating that sort of equilibrium or that balance to be restored. What actually make something so I love that you gave us that list of things like ginger and eggs you know things typically or sesame oil that people would not necessarily think of as warming foods do you know what makes a food warm as opposed to being categorized as a cold food yeah oh for that aspect probably would be needs to best consult a traditional Chinese 
practitioner. But how do we usually combine uh combine this uh, ingredient incorporate into our diet? Is uh, we actually mm-hmm. use this ingredient to cook into a meal, so we don't just eat it on mm-hmm. its own. So uh, some of my favorite dishes during that uh confinement um, um, diet uh, such as like slow cooked braised pork trotter in like vinegar and eggs for example and then we use like say sesame oil braised the chicken or we could do like a stir fry pork or with organ meat incorporate with sesame oil and ginger so we use this mm. warming food ingredient and make into meals and and it's not just having more warming foods but it's really i guess a a, this day a healthy confinement diet is actually defined on we still want to follow the basis of the five food groups so very much like the australian breastfeeding eating guide we still want you know women to have this um five food group lots of whole grain fruits and vegetables incorporate dairy products incorporate good protein food but the difference is it focus on that key ingredient that can facilitate uh, or, or speed up that postpartum recovery with uh, some of the example uh, such as vitamin A, B, C, folate, iron, calcium, omega-3, choline or protein to speed out that recovery and to improve that milk supply. Is there any evidence around eating this way, sort of the warm and the cold foods? If you're looking at in terms of uh, any guidelines, so there is a breastfeeding nutrition eating guide published by the Chinese Nutrition Society in in 2018. So um, it's pretty much the same as our Australian healthy eating guide for breastfeeding. Um, the amount of recommended food serves are fairly similar, except in the Chinese guideline, they actually recommend uh, women to consume that once or twice a week of organ meat, so such as pork liver or chicken liver, which I thought was really interesting. But also, um, these guidelines actually also are quite often used as the reference for the confinement diet. Mm, which we spoke about in that previous episode, all about the confinement diet. And tell us a little bit more about if there are any risks of eating in this way or the this confinement practice is usually passed down from mother, you know, from generation to generation. So in fact, some of the old belief can actually do more harm than good. Um, as we starting to really understand, you know, that that nutritional side. So for example, uh, many believe that you need to have many warming foods such as liver and, and meat or avoid whole food like entirely such as the whole fruits and vegetables uh, all together but in fact like I highlighted before uh, it's more important to follow a well-balanced diet uh, to help to replenish that nutrient loss and speed up the recovery now the second important point as well is to note about that organ meat uh, recommendation so um, basically liver and like for example liver kidney is a source of preformed vitamin A, also known as retina. Um, and there are the other form of vitamin A, which is known as pro-vitamin A or beta-carotene, which is usually what you get from your fruits and vegetables. So vitamin A is an important nutrient for your baby, for growth and development, for vision, immune system, and prevention of infection. Um, as for the mother, vitamin A also play a very essential role in in building that collagen and helping uh, your body to rebuild the skin and muscle during that 
recover fast. Now, what is important to know is too much of preformed vitamin A can actually be toxic for you and also for the body. So there's actually a daily upper limit set for preformed vitamin A. Um, so I guess that if you are someone thinking about uh, following the confinement practice and if you love to have some organ meats, make sure that you want to include a, a smaller amount um, uh, rather than having a, a bigger amount uh, in your diet because uh, liver is actually one of the most uh, higher source of preformed vitamin A uh, that needs to be limited. Um, the other thing to also as a reminder uh, to also check your breastfeeding um, supplementations to make sure that it doesn't con uh, contain any uh, preformed vitamin A in it, uh, commonly uh, known as retinal form. We often hear liver as it's being really high in nutrients, which it is. It's really high in that preformed vitamin A. It's really high in folate and iron. And so these might be really good reasons to actually include a little bit in your diet. But um, sometimes we miss the message of and, and think that more is always better and more necess isn't necessarily always better. It is possible to have too much. Yeah, Absolutely. That's where it's really helpful to get the advice of a dietitian who specializes in pregnancy and postpartum care like Catherine or myself if you're unsure for your supplements and your diet so that you are getting the right amount and not too much. Earlier you mentioned you know, um, cold foods being things like fruit and vegetables and how the impo it's important not to avoid it altogether. People say to not have any salads or not have any sandwiches. What would you say to that? Yeah, I, I think that if you're looking at nutrition as a whole, you really need to looking at an eating pattern rather than zoom into a single ingredient. So if you ask me, I would still recommend this confinement diet. Um, but like I said, you've got to assure that you are still meeting that recommended serve of um, that, that five fundamental food groups. And the reason why is because mm. you, you just want to ensure that you are getting all the essential nutrients as much as you can or the key postpartum nutrient to add in your postnatal recovery. So um, you don't have to follow this confinement diet like strictly or entirely. You can certainly readjust it. So for example, uh, in for example, the fruits and vegetables, you are still expected to have in your diet, but maybe you can just modify for that list. Just pick mm. the one that is under that warming category and you still want to get your at least yep. like seven and a half serve of veg, two serve of fruits in your diet. You don't have to completely mm. avoid them. It's not about necessarily one or the other. It's not about avoiding salad completely. But how can I get my vegetables in a warming way if you choose to eat this way? Would you recommend eating in this sort of warming and cooling food way? Yeah, um, I think that if I'm going to have another baby, I probably would still do it this way. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess as a dietitian, if a client come to see me as well, it really depends at the mm -hmm. end of the day what the mother feels the best for themselves mm. um you know we also need to take into the consideration of their cultural belief their background and, and mm -hmm. most importantly what is more practical the most practical for them uh to implement mm. it so really customization is the key 
Um, and as a dietitian, I think my job is to really help you to ensure that you plan your postpartum nutrition before you even get into labor. So really, I think the key message here for today's episode <laughs> is you've got to start thinking about your postpartum nutrition because if you leave it to after mm-hmm. six weeks, after you gave birth, uh, it might be a little bit too late, not saying that it's not going to be helpful, but you really miss out that mm. very crucial initial phase of recovery um, mm. period for your body. So uh, really start thinking about, okay, how you're going to get your postpartum meal organized, talk to your partner, families or friends, um, really just make sure that you look after yourself, nourish yourself first, then only you got that energy uh sustainable energy for you to i guess survive and also move transition into that motherhood (laughs) and i I love that what you said uh catherine is what we say on this podcast all the time is you can't necessarily plan out exactly what your postpartum journey is going to be like but you can be prepared and we always say um it's important to be prepared for your postpartum and so um thinking thinking ahead and thinking about how you can plan it but also what I really love is that it's not that this is the only way of eating for you and actually figure out what works for you for yourself and so if this lines up with your cultural beliefs well that's that's great and how can we fit that in with making sure you're getting all the right nutrients and still ticking off those five food groups and getting adequate serves of those food groups so you're really getting the right nutrition but also that if um, it's important to know how you can do it safely um, to follow this way of eating and also how to make sure you're getting the right nutrients and it's not a bad thing necessarily if you were to have a piece of cold fruit or salad and I love how you said you have to figure out what works for you and for some people eating warming and cooling foods is really going to work for them and help them focus on that recovery for their body, which I love that that's the emphasis of. But for other people, it'll be thinking about what is the most practical for them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And so I think that really gives us a nice answer and helps us think through warming and cooling foods. And so for you listening, you have to have a thing about what's going to work best for you. And like Catherine said, coming up with that plan. And it's never too late to start, even if you're postpartum. But starting as early as you can is always going to be better. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast again. Can you just remind us all of where we can find you, Catherine? Yeah, thank you so much, Lana, for having me. And you can find me on Instagram at Catherine.FertilityDietitian and also visit my website at CatherineChong.com.au for more information. If you want to know where to start with postpartum nutrition, you can download our new month's nutrition checklist at lanahurst.com. Now, this podcast is general in nature. It doesn't replace individual medical advice. Also, please subscribe, review, and share this podcast with a friend so that more women can optimize their nutrition and enjoy the experience of motherhood.